there. Welcome to episode three of Kilroy is Here. This episode focuses on work-life harmony or lack thereof and what you can do about it. So originally I'd planned for this month's podcast to be on another topic, but since it's almost the end of the month and I'm only just getting to it, I figured I should instead address why the September episode is so late. So we're talking about work-life harmony. Now I must say too, aside from a little dissonance in work-life balance, uh, I did spend a week celebrating my 40th birthday in Paris, so that might have something to do with it. Um, But let's face it, sometimes work-life balance doesn't happen, and there's more dissonance than harmony between our day-to-day obligations and our personal creative lives. In college, I once had a professor tell me that when she was growing up, she had aspirations to be the first female president of the United States. And when I asked her what happened, she just replied, life. Life happens, and sometimes that means your dreams take a backseat to your bills. And it annoys me when I hear people say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, or do what you love and the money will follow. This is not my experience, and I do actually do what I love for a living. Writing is both my passion and my profession, but that doesn't mean I get to stay home all day writing novels and dreaming up characters. I wish. But that's not feasible if you're an indie author with a mortgage and a shoe fetish. I will admit it. I work a full-time job as a senior copywriter for a tech company, and that means my days are full of meetings, grammar questions, and writing short-form copy. I'm also part of a pretty small team, and my workload can range anywhere from hefty to sometimes almost unmanageable. There are constant disruptions and distractions, especially when I'm in the office, which is open concept and not totally ideal for writerly concentration. Fortunately, I'm able to work from home a couple of days a week, but even that can be a double-edged sword. When I'm not physically present at work, instead of being able to go heads down and focus for chunks at a time, I always feel like I need to be overly responsive so that people don't assume I'm somewhere slacking off. What does this all mean? Well, it means that for all the writing I do that requires uninterrupted hours of focus, I end up doing at home in the evenings well after work hours. This cuts into my family time, it cuts into my exercise time, it cuts into my creative time, and you know what? I have absolutely no one to blame for this but myself. No one at work expects me to do this and I'm the one failing to set proper boundaries or times to check email versus carving out uninterrupted time to write and then communicating that to my peers. So I'm doing a podcast on all this but it's really about taking my own advice. Um, so let's figure it out in real time here. I consider my creative work to be a form of self-care, like exercise, meditation, reading, or anything one can do to enrich themselves or to stay healthy, but I don't really do any of these on a consistent basis, and I don't have a good excuse for it other than I'm always bound by this self-imposed obligation to do something else. It's very counterproductive. Because the logical side of me knows that if I carve out time to exercise, I'll have more energy at work. I'll probably even be more productive. Even if I carve out time that I feel should be duty-bound to something else, like time with family or friends, or finishing up something for work or making dinner, I know that if I did this by making my creative work a priority at certain times of the day, I would be able to show up in an even better way for the people in my life as the best version of myself. 
How then can I achieve a work-life harmony when I'm my own biggest problem? How can I shrug off my womanly guilt or my inherent self-sabotage or whatever it is that's keeping me from such a harmony and balance? I think we probably both know the answer to this, and it's always the same. Whether you want to lose a few pounds, learn a skill, or reclaim your creative time, it's self-sacrifice, routine, and discipline. I'll be the first to admit that I'm horrible at pushing myself, especially with something like exercise. I baby myself. I'm, in a lot of ways, uh, in my personal life, the complete opposite um, as the way I am in my professional life. There, I'm a try-hard, I'm organized, I'm OCD, and I will go the extra mile to get shit done. And it's honestly mostly because I'm afraid of judgment. I care too much what people think, and I need constant validation. In my personal life, I slack off. Sure, I've written and published three novels, but at what cost? I didn't do this in a healthy or balanced way. I stayed up all night writing at times, mostly during spurts where I was inspired, and we can talk about that in another episode. I guess I push myself when it's just almost verging on too late. Um, Maybe I work well under pressure. I don't really know, but if I could just be a little closer to my work self and my personal life, and a little closer to my personal self at work, I think every aspect of my world would be thriving. So how do I do this? I know the answer to this too. And isn't it funny how knowing and doing are so different? The answer is, of course, small changes. It's planning. It's saying, tomorrow evening between 7 and 9, I'm going to sit at my desk and write for two uninterrupted hours, and then setting a timer on my phone to remind me to do that. It's saying, hey... You don't need to start working at 6 a.m. just because you're awake. Take 30 minutes, go work out, get ready, and then you'll be energized to start the day. It's pre-planning lunches so you don't go out and spend money on unhealthy alternatives. It's actually taking a lunch break without guilt and possibly using it as a creative time for a personal project if you feel so inclined. It's sometimes saying no to plans and dealing with the FOMO to instead do something for yourself that you really want to do, like reading, drawing, writing, planning out future projects, any of those things. And it's about putting yourself first, even though it feels supremely selfish. But what's really selfish is not doing any of it. These are the issues I'm working through right now so I can meet my goal to put out a newly edited anniversary edition of my first novel, The Vitruvian Air, um, by January, when it will be uh, five years since I first published it. So if you're also struggling to find a harmony between work and life, I encourage you to do an introspective exercise like I just did. Try to find your obstacles. Like me, you may be the biggest one. And remember, life happens and that's okay. Just make sure you arrange your priorities in such a way that you don't miss it. Be well, friends. Till next time.